Yes, hello? I can back up, too. Okay, that's good. Yeah? Okay. Okay, great. We are professionals. Welcome to our professional podcast. Um, I'm drinking peach tea today um, instead of a monster. I know. Sacrilege, but I drank one last night, so. Hi, I'm Mylena. Hi, I'm Emma. <laughs> and welcome to Writer's Room. Um, you know, a podcast where we talk about uh, books and things related to books. And literature and writing mm. and all these kind of stuff. Today we will be discussing trauma in literature. So, so trigger, trigger warning. warning. <laughs> For anyone, we will be discussing topics such as sexual assault and self-harm and um, mental illnesses, most likely. So if that's, uh, you know... So if these are... We will be discussing these sensitive topics and... So if that's not for you, you can feel free to skip this episode, because... We will take no offense to it. Not at all, no. Not totally all. understand. Okay. <laughs> I mean, our five listeners, shout out to y'all. <laughs> So, I brought a big stack of books today. Um, my Lena was like, what do you have in your bag? And I was like, well, why would I carry a bag in the first place? Yeah, I wasn't I, bringing... I, okay, to be fair, I didn't ask what you had in your bag. I have I seven. Asked, <laughs> I asked if you had brought books. I brought seven. And then she turns around, and she's like, well, why do you think I have my bag? And I'm just like... Well, I wouldn't need a whole backpack for one book, so... Well, obviously, <laughs> but normally she brings, like... She, she brings the books. I don't bring anything. I just... Like, I have these things on the top of my head, and I Google them I if I want to read them. And she just, no, that's not what she does. She just brings them. I came prepared with part of my library <laughs> in my bag. Um, yeah, I know. I probably totally spiked the sound just now. Yes. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> we'll fix it I in post so we don't kill your ears. But yes, okay. So should throw my gun. Some of these are annotated, so shout out to me um, in high school because... Wow, you actually did stuff. I'm proud of you. I did. You know, not all of these were for school. Actually, just one of them was. And I actually thought it would be interesting because it was one of my teacher's favorite books. And it is about... Why'd you annotate two of them if only one of them was for school? Okay, well, the other one is The Perks of Being a Wallflower, and I just really liked it. You know, I've never read that, um, and so... I don't, I don't even know. Okay. Oh, my gosh. No, I... Um, I've never read it, and I've never watched the movie. What? Is this a sin? Do I need to yes. go repent? You need to at least watch the movie. It's really good. Okay. Um, it's... You know, I felt a little weird about putting it in this category, because the main character, he does have trauma, but you don't really find out about the extent of it until, like, the end of the book slash movie. Okay. And it's not, like explicit like what it is it's only hinted at yeah so i mean it's good i mean not the trauma obviously but like the book <laughs> slash movie so what okay because what i'm really interested in is how trauma is not only portrayed in it is like how it it impact because like let's be honest I have trauma. You have trauma. We know this. We are all... Why do we have a podcast? <laughs> why do we have Why are we writers? Only people with problems are writers slash do podcasts. Yeah. Okay. Um, Shout but, out. <laughs> but, like, it does impact a lot of our daily lives. Oh, for so, sure. Okay, so Perks of Being a Wallflower. Mm-hmm. Spoilers, but what is Definitely the, spoilers. Um, what is the insinuated trauma? Well... Basically, you find out, like, throughout the book that the main character, his name's Charlie, he had a really close relationship with his aunt that then she, like, died in, like, a car crash or something. Okay. Um, that is not the trauma. Oh. Um, his aunt... To be fair, that would be traumatic. Oh, well, yes. Either way. It was traumatic. However, what he forgot about oh, is... No. um Trigger warning for child sexual assault. Um, his aunt, like, molested him as a child. Interesting. Yeah, and it's like, the movie is PG-13, so it's very vague mm-hmm. when you watch it. Like, the first time I watched it, I was, like, younger, and I didn't get it. I was like, what? And then later I went on, like, Wikipedia or something and, like, got a plot explanation because I was like, what, what went on? I didn't get it. But... You know, reading the book, it's a little more explicit than the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, you realize it a little bit more, but oh my gosh, it's so. How do you? Okay, so looking back on it, and I'm sure you haven't read that for a while. No, it's been a few years. Okay, so looking back on it, if you remember, do you remember how 
that might have impacted how he reacted to certain situations throughout the book? Oh, definitely. Okay, um, great. His character is really interesting. Um, but he like lashes out at some points. Mm-hmm. Um, he tend he's really closed off. Mm-hmm. Um, because the plot of the book is essentially he's like writing these letters to a pen pal. I don't think they really exist. It's never. I don't think it's really ever clear if they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but he basically like starts it out like dear friend, and he like writes about like his life. He's basically a freshman in high school, and it just is sort of like talking about like you know how he goes through life like that and like the trauma is not like the forefront of the story it's more like making friends and like spending time with those friends and but like you can tell the way that he reacts to certain situations and things that he has like this underlying trauma of sorts and it's definitely very obvious because he is like very depressed can i keep a tally of how many times we say the word trauma oh sure (laughs) probably too many Uh, i uh oh my gosh keep talking i don't have a pen oh wait I do have a pen. I found a Sharpie. Heck you. Okay, I keep talking. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I thought it was really interesting. Plus, I got this book when I went into the Keys. So that was really cool. I actually got it on a school field trip. I went on there. So that was fun. But yes, I have so many tabs in this book. I um, In high school, I got really into annotating everything I read. Um, you know what? Like, I wish I could, I wish I'm like that. And sometimes I'll like bring a pencil and I'll like write in it. Oh yeah, I only ever do it in pencil when it's non-school books because I want to be able to like erase it later if I change my mind about like notes I make. See, I do that too, but at this, but like I use pencil because a I could erase it later if I change my mind, and mm-hmm. then and then and then b um like if I mess up, yeah, <laughs> I feel really, that. I feel that. Like, I'm, listen, I'm an English major. However. Speaking of, I was thinking of adding an English minor. Should I do it? Do it. Okay. Highly suggest you do it. I was thinking either that or a women and gender studies thing, so. I was going to suggest that. If if you don't want to do English, I would suggest that. It's really interesting. Yeah. Um, I've already taken one class. Am Lit 2 with Dr. Moffat. Amazing. We're reading, she's pretty much our entire syllabus is stories by people of color love it um i mean i am in a race and pop culture class already yeah. so like so we we have stuff. uh one of the books is is about um illegal immigrants in america mm-hmm. um and the woman the author who is an illegal immigrant herself or undocumented i think mm-hmm. undocumented immigrant herself goes around the country getting interviews with these other undocumented immigrants. That is so cool. And then, and then writes about their stories and stuff. Another one is um, a magazine called Fire, and it's I think it's like Fire, a collection of, of uh, Negro art, uh, something like that. Cool. Um, and it's just black, black voices. Um, That's always so fun. You and know? then we have another one. Oh, do not do that. Her phone went off. Shame, 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 shame. Honestly, um, and then the the third one I think is oh it's a it's an anthology of Native American works. Ooh, that's fun. Actually, mm-hmm. I did. I read a book edited by a Native American. Love it. So, um, I read a book a while ago. It's legit. <laughs> I don't really remember the plot, but it was about a Native American character. It was called There There cannot remember the author but the cover was orange and it had a feather on it so if that helps anyone out (laughs) but um so the book that i have here that's like super annotated with like tabs and everything and it's very colorful yes i mean the the, tabs are very colorful the there's a the colors don't mean anything it really just depended on what i had (laughs) but um I, i used up a lot of tabs but um this is as i lay dying by william faulkner so it's an old book but this was one I read in high school. I really enjoyed it. Um, it's and it's sort of like about like familial trauma um, because at the beginning of the book, um, so it's this huge family. Um, it's a weird book. It's written from like fifteen different perspectives, like in the first person. It's oh yeah. Oh, I don't like that. No, I Is didn't. It difficult. Is it like because like listen, I had enough difficulties with with like Percy Jackson, oh. and it told you who was like speak like oh, whose point yeah. of view it was. Mm-hmm. Like, does it tell you whose point of view it is? It does. Okay, it does. Um, still, every chapter is like separated by like a character name, so it's like they've all got funny names, honestly. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I've got like a whole family tree written out in the front because 
nothing is ever really explained to you. It's just kind of there. Like, you just got to figure all that out as you read. Um, So it is, like, kind of difficult to read. I mean, if I hadn't been in a class where we all discussed it, it probably would have been more difficult to read. Mm -hmm. Um, But basically, there's this family, you know, there's, like, five kids, and then the mom and the dad, and then the mom dies at the beginning of the book. Oh, my. She had been sick for a while, and then she just finally dies. And so... Always kill off the mother. <laughs> Disney, Disney style. <laughs> but, um... But it's true. Like, when like when it ha- comes to family trauma, I've, I've seen a pattern of killing off the mother. Yeah. You know, especially in Disney movies, if a character doesn't have at least one dead parent, like... Is it a Disney movie? I mean, a lot of Disney movies. I mean, if you can think of one right now where both parents are, like, alive. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, is it really a Disney movie if both parents are alive? Uh, oh, well, hold up. What about, um... Good gods um the the emotions inside out oh well none of her parents are alive yeah but that's she, pixar yeah but it's affiliated disney isn't it i mean it, it's owned by disney yeah yeah so it's still disney i mean it depends on if you consider riley you know the girl the main character though because like the emotions are i don't know i guess it kind of flip-flops i haven't seen that movie since like i was in the i mean she grade. has two parents <laughs> Yeah. And they're both alive. I guess. Oh, my God. <laughs> I guess. Okay, keep talking. Anyway, so the plot of As I Lay Dying is, so the mother dies really early on. And Does it say from what? Or just, like, some unknown um, illness? Some illness. I don't know. This book was written in, like, the 20s, so who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Probably, like, tuberculosis or something. I, you I, listen, I was I was watching, I was, uh, I, I read this post, and it was, like, um, uh, the whole game changed when writers found out about tuberculosis. <laughs> Because it's just, the most, like, dramatic thing. Like, so, you subtly like, you start cough, cough up blood. Into, like, you subtly, I you saw cough that too. Yes, that was so funny. And I'm like, it's so true, though, because, like, what other what other illness can I get that is, like... You know, you cough up blood, you start, like, acting like a zombie. <laughs> like, I guess you could bleed blood. That would work, too. Bleed blood? I mean, nosebleed okay. is what I would... <laughs> you know what? Back to the you story. You know where you bleed blood? <laughs> okay. I could bleed ichor. Maybe I'm a god. Okay. <laughs> then, okay. Listen, I haven't died yet. Therefore, scientific proof, I'm I'm a hypo- I'm a, I'm immortal until it's well. Then that otherwise. goes for everyone that hasn't died yet. Mm, okay. It's debatable. Okay. <laughs> so the plot of this book essentially: so the mom dies of whatever illness. I don't know. I don't remember. I read this like I don't know, like two, three years ago. Anyway, um. So, the rest of the book, the mom wanted to be buried in her hometown. Guess where they don't live? Her hometown. You know how hard it is to get a body across, like, a state line and stuff, like, really far? Especially in, when was this, the 20s? Yeah. And they are not, like, a wealthy family or anything. They, like, you know, you know, it's just them. They, like, run a farm, whatever. Mm -hmm. So, the remainder of the book is this family trying to go on this journey to get their mother's rotting corpse. <laughs> oh, no. It's They talk about it, too. They're like, ugh, the vultures are swarming, bro. Oh, my God. It's so, it's so gross. Um, that's Okay, that's kind of funny, though. It is funny. Like, my teacher, um, when he taught us this book, he was like, I really want them to make an adaption of this where it's a dark comedy. Because there is a movie adaption of this. It is not good, but... It does exist. Um, but so they're taking their mom's rotting corpse to try and get to her hometown to bury her there. And, like, a bunch of different stuff happens along the way. Like, the sister, um, she's pregnant and no one knows. <gasps> so her goal... And she's on- not married, is she? No. Oh, the scandal. I know. So her goal on this whole trip is to, like, get an abortion somewhere. And then, you know, Jewel, who was, like, super close with his mom, he's, Was super close with his mom. Was super close with his mom. (laughs) She's dead now. Well, here's the thing. Um, Oh, no. He's not exactly his dad's son, if you think (gasps) I just... Does his dad know this? Not exactly. Oh, my God, the tea. So, so many secrets and things, like, come out on this journey, and it's, like, so interesting to read. Like, it's kind of, like, the way that it's written, it makes it a little weird to, like, interpret, but 
it is so fun and honestly so worth reading if you don't mind being confused <laughs> noted so does there like trauma progress Yes, because I would assume like so like it's different when your mom just dies and then you have to spend like a week with her rotting corpse. Yeah. Well, okay. The easiest character to talk about when it comes to the trauma, I think, is Vardaman, which, yes, I know. Fun name. Um, But he's like, I don't know, like seven, eight or nine years old. He's like little. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's this phrase in this book, which is so funny out of context. But please tell it. He says, my mother is a fish, um, which makes sense when you read the book. It's on like, it's so funny because that chapter is literally just that sentence, and that is the entirety of that chapter. Are you serious? Let I, me see. I'm 100% serious right here on page 84. Vardaman, my mother is a fish. What, okay, and then, what is the context of this? Okay, so at the beginning of the book, Vardaman like goes fishing, you know, and he brings back a fish. It's dead. And it's so and it, him okay, so. understanding death is comparing his mother to this dead fish that he caught. How old is he? He's like seven, eight okay, or nine. There's no like there's no like exact age for any of the characters. Oh, that's really interesting because then you start going into how children react to trauma mm-hmm. versus how adults react to trauma. And I've heard I've heard a lot of stuff on how like, you know, because children are younger they can bounce back easier. But like at the same time, is that really true? You know, you know, I don't have an answer for that. I mean, obviously, I don't expect you. No, I want an answer from you right now. No. Yes. Um, um, I have so yeah, many years of psych training mood. and, like, all I have one year of psych training, to be fair. I took one AP psychology class Same. in high school. So I got a five on the exam, though. So. I didn't have to take one because oh. it was my senior year. And, Rude. Um, COVID. So rude. Yeah, I know. I won. Um, Did you get the credit for it though? I think. Oh my god. I don't know. I'd have to check. I really. I honestly. I don't know. But. Well, I mean, if you did, it counts for a gen ed. Just love that for me. By (laughs) the way. So. I also haven't been keeping count of our trauma. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Trauma. Um, (laughs) she notes it down again. (laughs) Little tally mark. Um, the trauma count. <laughs> oh, this pen isn't working. I'm uh, going to get mine. It's okay. Rip. Okay. Keep talking. I, I will talk while Mylena grabs a pen. Shh, don't tell me. Shh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, we haven't recorded in a few weeks, and that is because Easter weekend happened, and then sometimes we're tired, even though we record on weekends. <laughs> okay. To be fair, I work overnight Friday nights. Okay, yeah. That. So, I mean, I didn't go last night yeah. to work. I called out, but... um. Easter weekend was fun for me, though, you know. <sighs> anyway. Okay. But, yeah, so I thought this book was an interesting look on trauma, especially yeah. considering what happens to certain characters later on. I won't spoil it, so, but... <laughs> question for you, then. Mm. We both like to write. I assume you haven't written Jack anything. I actually have. <gasps> I'm so proud of you. Give I me, know. Give me a fist bump, because it's quieter. Woo! Yes, I actually have. Um, I had a friend commission me, like, two short pieces. Ooh. So, like, if I combine the two, it's, like, I don't know, like, 1,200 words. Like, it's pretty short. Nice. But I was, I like, want to be commissioned. I know. I was, like, here's a shout-out. If you need a work commission, just come. Somebody pay me, please. please. I, I write good, I swear. I know. Um, and I have, like, 50 people editing my work. It's all fine. I mean, I got into college so my writing is fire um <laughs> you speak as if your writing needs to be good to go into the, to get into this college shout out to florida southern <laughs> okay you got into a prestigious art school i did i did based in high on your school. writing that, i did okay that we that you can brag about i can about. brag about my high school experience i was in a prestigious writing program okay anyway so. my my the uh, original point okay of my yes. question ask was, me your question what um I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you didn't necessarily write trauma for those two, or include trauma. No. Not necessarily, but I definitely worked through my own stuff through... Mm, understandable. Yeah. Understandable. Um, <clears throat> so... Oh, that's another trauma count. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to be able to keep track of this. I'm, I'm no. barely trying. Um, but when you do write trauma, how do you go about that or about... Because, like, we're writers. We make these amazing, beautiful characters, and then we decide to, like, stab them with a terrible, awful backstory. Uh, yes, I do do that, don't I? Um, well, here's the thing. I have some opinions about um, 
like sharing work that can be traumatic. Um, what do you mean by sharing work that can be traumatic? Like the so I mean if you know like places online where people like will post their writing and their stories. Some of them can be really triggering. Some of them can be written and there is like no nuance to the topic. It's just like straight up like trauma porn, basically. Yes. And my gripe with that is that you're sharing this traumatic content, um, sometimes with no warning to the people who are going to read it. And it could be to like any number of people, any age range. Um mm-hmm. And to many people, it can be either, like, triggering or it can be an introduction to this thing, like, especially for younger readers, to stuff they didn't necessarily know about. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I know when I was younger, I came across, like, stories online about, like, self-harm, and I had never been exposed to anything like that before. That was not great. Um, So it's just I feel like certain stories like that especially when they are not handled with any kind of like nuance from the writer where you know it's just like basically trauma porn you know and there's like no helping this character it ends in tragedy there's no like message there it's just triggering triggering content I feel like either people should keep those stories to themselves Mm -hmm. or keep them like hidden away to be hard to access especially to people who are younger and impressionable and like don't need to be seeing any of that mess um like I feel like people should be able to write what they want to write and express you know the feelings that they're feeling uh I just don't necessarily think they should share everything because I know firsthand how harmful that can be um, but, you know, people will argue with me. They'll be like, blah, freedom of speech. And, you know, I'm, I'm there for that. I'm there for that. But like, you know, just, I wouldn't want to expose like young kids to things that could really like yeah. harm their psyche. Like, I know, I know, I know we've spoken about impulse in the past, mm-hmm. um, by, by Ella Hopkins. And it is one of my favorite books. I won't lie, but I did read it when I was really young. That probably, and I you know? read it like a year before I got major depression. Yeah, it you know. So it definitely probably uh, wasn't helpful. No, and I, I kind of do attribute that book to uh, my self harming issue when I was severely depressed. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Um. So I and, and that book doesn't, from what I remember, it doesn't exactly have a happy ending. Um. I think, I think one of the like out of the three people in that book, um, one of them goes home. I know one of them ends up committing suicide, and I think two of them go home, and then one ends up committing suicide. Um. My, but it wasn't like a happy ending. Yeah. No. And the whole book definitely. is not happy. Yeah. You know, my issue with like writing stories about trauma and like sharing them like super openly, especially online, is that a lot of the time those stories can kind of glamorize those issues. You know, and And that's something you want to not do if you're going to share stories like that. Exactly. But then there's such an issue between um, writers getting their like vent, like using writing to. I'm not saying that they shouldn't, like, express themselves and write these stories. I just feel a little weird about them sharing them so publicly, so Mm -hmm. openly and, like, easily accessible. Yeah. And that's where that sort of issue stems from. Yeah. Because I know some websites, you know, there will be, like, you know, you can hide these behind, like, a wall where you have to be, like, a certain age to, like, read the stories. Mm -hmm. and. That makes me feel a little better than, you know, like a little, like, 12-year-old going onto Wattpad and finding all these, like, stories about, like, self-harm. Shout out to Wattpad, man. Shout out to Wattpad, which um, does not... It uh, still exists. ...regulate their content. No, it does not. Um, At all. Also, I think they make you, like, pay Yeah, they make you pay now? now. Which is so dumb. Um, which is ridiculous because, like, like it, was, it originated on the platform of free storytelling. So... 
like, and like my issue with okay, totally off topic. But yeah. Like real quick, my issue with that is that like there's ads on books, but if I'm reading a book and I get an ad, I want the ad revenue to go to that author of the book that I'm reading that I'm seeing these ads on. Not Wattpad. Yeah. No. Not Wattpad. I'm with you. <clears throat> oh, with I, you. I get so salty. I'll be on the app. And I don't really go on Wattpad. I don't, I, really I don't either. But I don't use I, it anymore. I do now because, like, my little sister. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, Gotta make sure she's not reading anything weird. Well, no, like, I just, I read her stories and, like, correct them and pretend it's not me. So she gets really excited because, oh, my uh, God, someone's reading my thing. That's cute. She's she's 13. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> and, like, I'll be so annoyed that, like, an ad will start and I will literally close out of the app. Like, you know where you yeah. can, like, um, like take it off mm-hmm. um, and then go back into it to continue reading? Yeah. <laughs> that is that is what I do. Because I remember I did, like, go into the app um, again recently, like, I don't know, like, a month or two ago. Because I was, like, curious as to, like, what was going on on there. And, oof, it is rough, the sort of things that they are putting out today. It, not, not to judge our young writers, but some of y'all got some weird taste. <laughs> to be fair... I had some weird taste, so it's not like I could talk True. major. Tr- I, I was really into werewolves as a kid, so I, I really werewolves soulmates. <sighs> I was a helpless romantic. The idea of everyone ha- uh, made my heart flutter. I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> but um, okay, back to the the original topic on hand. So like, how do you have any characters that you can think of off the top of your mind that have trauma, and how does that affect how they act when like? Uh, do you mean like in general fiction or like my own characters? Your own. Um, if you want to talk about, them, I mean, for my own characters, they all sort of got issues, that's but mood. that's because they came from my mind. So, <laughs> listen, I put projection. Facets, yeah, you know, I put different facets of myself into all of my characters. Hundred percent. And you know, I mean, it's fun. listen, characters are either a people you hate, b people you want to be, c people like you or D people you like oh yeah <laughs> there's like no in between uh you know my characters can be a mix of all of that oh 100% um because I'm like I hate you so much my favorite character I, I hate her I hate her with a passion she is like uh, the characters worst you person love to hate, you know? there is but she's like she's like I hate her because I purposely made her homophobic transphobic oh no all the phobics <laughs> And just like just so, because it's so like, so you have I someone to project you. that hatred on. Yes, it's like I hate you. I get it. I you hate. Know. You. I get it. And listen, her death, mm. Mm. cathartic, <laughs> cathartic. Listen, her victim killed her. Oh my gosh, oh, love it. It was good. Mm. Anyway, so yeah, like tell me about one of your characters. That, um, okay, and so. how you how you write them in like regular situations that their trauma changes things well here's the complicated thing uh my original characters their story changes all the time you know they got the same like basic qualities um but the actual plot of the story i can never figure it out i've been working on this since sophomore year of high school i don't know what's going on it's fine it's fine i'll get over it eventually but okay so there's this brother and sister characters um and they've got some daddy issues. We love daddy issues. Daddy issues so give shout you depression, out. but mommy issues make you crazy. Uh-huh. <laughs> so shout out to my dad for giving me them issues. Um, we don't talk, so he won't ever. See oh my, this. my my dad and I don't talk either. He doesn't know anything about anything. Up top, heck thing. yeah, <laughs> daddy issues for the win. So they sort of live in a. Um, kind of a rough financial situation oh. um, mm. with their mom, and she's not around very much. And they just, I don't know, they sort of, like, deal with things by, like, depending on each other and not always in, like, the healthiest way. Okay, that's understandable. Not, like, and they're both gay. Um, <laughs> so um, there's the older sister and the younger brother, um, and they both have trouble keeping relationships with other people because you know they've got those codependency issues um (laughs) we love to see it i know so you know i'm shout out to my characters um 
What are their names? Um, so Rowan is the older sister. I love the name Rowan. I know. She, they're both redheads. Um, love it. Um, and Finn. Are they pasty ass? Are yeah. they pasty and yeah. white like you are? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Just pasty, making sure. white, freckled. Um, and then Finn is the younger brother. And <laughs> they have complicated relationships. Um, they have, like, a group of friends, but it's kind of complicated. Love But that. they do live in Florida, so, um, <clears throat> you know. Oh, see, like, none of I have, all of my characters are fantasy. All oh, of them. I can't write fantasy. Really? No. I'm, I'm, I mean, I used to when I was younger. I can't do it anymore. No. I don't know why. My, I write the majority of it fantasy, so, like, all of my characters are, oh, like. Oh, see, I tend to go for more realistic fiction type stuff. Not that I don't mind fantasy or, like, sci-fi or anything. I, I love it. But, like, my brain capacity <laughs> will not allow me to create no, my own fantasy I've, uh, worlds. No, I've worked with, uh, <clears throat> like, my, my best friend okay. for seven years on a universe of ours. Oh, D&D I, type stuff? No, it was really? never about D. We only recently got into D&D. Oh, that's cool, you know? So, yeah, we've been working on this for over probably eight years now. I mean, if it makes you feel any better... Um, when I was younger, I and basically... things are still always changing. It's crazy. I wrote a <clears throat> fantasy-type book when I was a kid. It was kind of a ripoff of Warrior Cats. Um, <laughs> I've never read that. Oh, gosh. Okay, <laughs> so um, Warrior Cats has, like, magic in it, but not, like, magic like I wrote for my ripoff of it. Okay. But I was, like, nine, okay? And I wrote, like, over 120,000 words of this. So, honestly, wish I still had that dedication. That's right. pretty crazy of me. Because um, that is longer... I can barely get to chapter four. Like, that is multiple Great Gatsby's, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> that is my measurement. Um, many Great Gatsby's. That's, like, more than two, I think. That's, like, more than two? <laughs> there, that's more than two Gatsby's. So... <laughs> Oh, God. So, um, I don't know. I was creative. Like, it's not like it was good, but I wrote it, so yeah, it's all good. It's fun. Um, so, I do have some more books here about trauma. Yes. And they're, you know, they, they are all, you know, a little bit different. I tried to pick out different ones, you know, with different themes. Okay. So, give me the black one. Oh, my gosh. This is mine to talk about. Okay. Give me, give me, give me. Go give for me, it, go me, for me. it, go okay. for it. So, today we have, you can't see me, but I'm like holding up this book all fancy as if I'm selling it. Bro. <laughs> today we have 13 Reasons Why, a novel by Jay Asher. It has also been turned into a show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I actually, I know a lot of people don't like either the book or the show, I, I liked mixed the show. Opinions. I mean, I'm sorry. I do not like the show. Right. Okay. I liked the book. Let me let me let me backtrack on that. <clears throat> I liked I liked the book. I read the book when I was, I first read the book when I was severely depressed. I was um, a freshman in high school when I read it, so that was the same year that the show came out, I believe, too. You're younger than me. I know. I'm so old. I know. I'm. <sighs> I turned 19 in like two weeks. I'm only a year older. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, I I actually really liked 13 Reasons Why, and when I was reading it, I I took it to be, like, I know a lot of people took it to be, like, like because the original concept, if you've never read the book or seen the show, which you should The book is better. The um, book is better. Don't watch the show. The show's um, bad. The show's very bad. It um, raised suicide rates. It, I will get into that. <sighs> Don't worry. She's got a, She's got Hell to say. Um, I, I did really like the book. Yeah. Because when I was depressed, I took it, when I read it, I took it as 13 reasons why to not kill yourself. Okay, That's yeah. how I took it because for every reason, every recording that she did, every reason she gave of, of why she committed suicide, the, um, <clears throat> what's his name? Uh, Clay? Clay. Yeah. Thank you. Clay would counter it with a reason why he cared for her or why he loved her or why he wished she wouldn't have. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's why I took it that way. And at the very end, he notices some similarities at the very end of the book. He notices some similarities between another girl who looks nothing like like Hannah. Oh, I don't um, even remember this part. <laughs> at the very end, like the last couple pages. Um, she he notices this other girl and realizes it kind of like indirectly says that he realizes it. <clears throat> um, and let me see if I can find it. 
he realizes it that she's ha- she's showing a lot of the same kind of like s- signs yeah. i guess i was going to say symptoms but like <laughs> <laughs> not um, quite i'm trying to find it because oh I yeah no there's really like a like whole it. like author q and a section okay, in the back is. of that book <clears throat> Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me see. Um, I read the book in, like, a day, you know? I got it. Okay. So, beyond, beyond him in the hallway, the girl turns. It's Sky. The back of my neck starts sweating. She looks at me, and I hold her gaze for a few steps. Then she turns to keep walking. Steve walks up to me, walks up close, but I don't look at him. I motion for him to move to the side. Talk to me later, I say. Last night on the bus, I left without talking to Sky. I wanted to talk to her. I tried to, but I let her slide out of the conversation. Over the years, she's learned how to avoid people, everyone. I step away from my locker and watch her continue down the hall. I want to say something, to call her name, but my throat tightens. Part of me wants to ignore it, to turn around and keep myself busy doing anything till second period. But Sky is walking down the same stretch of hall where I watched Hannah slip away two weeks ago. On that day, Hannah disappeared into a crowd of students, allowing the tapes to say her goodbye. But I can still hear the footsteps of Sky Miller, sounding weaker and weaker the further she gets, and I start walking towards her. I pass the open door to Mr. Porter's room and, in one hurried glance, pull in more than I expected. The empty desk near the center of the room, empty for two weeks and for the rest of the year. Another desk, my desk, empty for one day. Dozens of faces towards me. They recognize me, but they don't see everything. And there's Mr. Porter facing away but starting to turn. A flood of emotions rushes into me, pain and anger, sadness and pity. But most surprising of all, hope. I keep walking. Sky's footsteps are growing louder now, and the closer I get to her, the faster I walk and the lighter I feel. My throat begins to relax. Two steps behind her, I say her name. Sky. And that's that's how the book ends. Yo, I um, didn't even remember that. That that was the biggest reason of my taking the book in its entirety as reasons why she shouldn't kill herself. She shouldn't have at least. Okay, okay. Um, I didn't remember that at all. Um, most people don't, which I think is so interesting because that yeah. part had played su- had such a huge impact on um, how I how I saw suicide. Um, and so I think without that last part of, you know, him reaching out to someone else. Then it would be a little more because, problematic. Because Sky, Sky is is um, kind of mentioned throughout. Uh-huh. Um, like throughout the tapes, he does kind of, and it's not, it's kind of vague, but he does kind of see similarities between Sky and Hannah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> and so, so I thought that, like for me, that was, that's why that book was so, like, that's why 13 Reasons Why, to me at least, was about why she should not have, or 13 Reasons Why you, the reader, or anyone should not commit suicide. Okay, um, I like that. Even though they've gone through traumatic, even if and though they've gone through traumatic stuff. The show. The show. However. <clears throat> okay, see, I feel like the show definitely like impacted how I remember the book. I think um, I never watched the show. I watched, but I have a lot to say about it. <laughs> I watched the first few episodes. I know my mom watched the first season. Uh, it's so crazy because I'll see things on online about like new stuff that's going on in the like. They new have a season. second season. Yeah, there's like four now. Um, Why? I don't know. That doesn't make sense. Okay, listen. I don't know. But I think it's kind of like Riverdale where stupid stuff happens. Okay, because, Riverdale like, also ruined my childhood because I loved Archie comics okay. and I refuse to watch Riverdale. Oh, I think it's, Riverdale can I watch it for funnies. Not. I think it's so bad. It's hilarious. I love it so much. Um, I think it's so bad. It's hilarious. Yeah, it is. It's like Twilight to me where I'm like, oh, it's terrible. I love it. I have to keep watching. <laughs> um, so when season five of Riverdale gets put on Netflix, um, catch me being out for like a week oh my gosh gosh. okay whatever but (laughs) i'm judging you as you should i mean as i should yeah and i watched it i watched it with my sister during quarantine my friend like every time i call my friend weird he's like i'm a weird didn't you know i wear this stupid hat oh no or whatever i don't know the i'm weird i'm a weirdo (laughs) do you ever see me without this stupid hat on that's weird if you don't know what that's referencing, um, Chughead, Cole Sprouse, that was the peak of his acting career, I think. Um, <laughs> forget Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Um, his most iconic role is Chughead Jones. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, no, I the show is terrible. It, it handles a lot of issues very poorly, but it also, is like, entertaining. Also, like, aren't they high schoolers? 
Yes. Why are they stripping? They never do school. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know how to explain Riverdale. Season one is okay, and then you just kind of, it gets bad. Season three is the weirdest, I think, no. because there's, like, this whole Dungeons and Dragons, except it's not Dungeons and Dragons because copyright, um, but, like, there's a cult. It's, like, a suicide cult. It's kind of crazy. Isn't there, like, satanic stuff in there or something? Uh, or is that the cult? Yeah. Yeah, it's the, it's the, um, shoot, what do they call it? It's, like, um, something in Gargoyle's cult or something. I don't even know. <laughs> um, interesting. But, yeah. So, I, my main issue with 13 Reasons Why is that uh, the show, I mean, yeah. not the book. I adored the book. And definitely. I will defend it with my life. The show um, definitely glimmerizes suicide. And I think I think the show, because of the show, a lot of people take the book, like it distorts their view of the book. Like you said, it yeah. distorts yours. Although I do <clears throat> remember the um, the meme going around when it first like came out, when they're all like, welcome to your tape. It was pretty funny because I was reading Romeo and Juliet at the time and I kept oh, no. jokes about it. I was like, ooh, girl. <laughs> Ben Volio, welcome to your team. <laughs> Mr. Capulet? Or oh, shoot. Is he a lord? Lord Capulet? Whatever. Capulet? Capu- I'm pretty sure it's Capulet. I don't know. I think it's like Italian or something. I don't know. I don't Look, speak Italian. I speak Spanish. I rewatched <laughs> Nomeo and Juliet the other day, so I think I'm the genius here when it comes to... <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know... The you know the Leo DiCaprio version of Romeo and Juliet like it's bad but I like it. Mercutio, anyway, Mercutio goes on an acid trip, making it the best version. Anyway, my biggest issue with the show, Thirteen Reasons Why, when it first came out, was that um, it showed the suicides. I I never watched it. I never seen a single episode, and I refused to because. It's bad. Um, I, I knew when, you know, when it first came out, I knew there was a lot of controversy about it and I did some research and I was very upset to find that, um, that they had gone to, um, experts, psychologists and the APA, which is the American uh, Psychology Association. And these psychologists and these, these psychology experts had told them specifically, do not show the suicide and then they do did. not show it and then they did and then they come do they do not show the suicide do not show the rape do not that is the worst move you can make and then, and then they, they showed both in excruciating detail and then they completely ignored these experts and did whatever they want for the shock factor which was horrific, and it did raise suicide rates among. And like, it did because teenagers. a lot of teenagers did what they call because, and this is exactly what the APA had warned against: mm-hmm. was that if you show this, you are going to spike suicide because it's the show is going to glamorize. There, and it there's, did. There's, it there's, did there's very it. specific, um, requ- not requirements, but guidelines mm-hmm. on how to show suicide so that it doesn't glamorize or romanticize it, and yeah. the show ignored those guidelines, ended up romanticizing, ended up glorifying the, her, Hannah's suicide. And because of that, there were a lot of what... Jeez. There were a lot of what they um, what they call copycat suicides. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if... I, I can't remember how she, she commits suicide in the book. Uh, I don't really want to say it, um, but... I know um, in the show it is, was through uh self-harm and yeah like the bathtub yeah i think in the not good i think in not the book great. it was overdosing yeah i um, think you're right but, but overdosing doesn't have the same shock value that and they um, wanted to take it as far as they could because it is a netflix original and they can kind of do what they want yeah um so i was very upset with that oh me too no additionally um, in the book there is you know there is a, a there is a rape scene. Yeah, and, no, and there is. I don't think they. But they don't. They, they don't, don't detail it in the book. They okay. So it, it's Hannah talks about it in the tapes, and she does talk about you know. I'm pretty sure she does describe like I remember you doing this to me and you doing this to me, and I remember. But it's you know, not like as horrific as witnessing no. it on a TV show, which and they have like in other seasons. They have scenes like that, and it's like. Th- First of all, I don't understand why they have multiple seasons. Like, Oh, I'll get into that one in a second. But, like, it's dumb. But, uh, why? Um, <clears throat> did you not learn from your mistakes? 
Well, yeah, but not only that, like, in the book, there's two points of view with the rape. Mm-hmm. There is Clay, because he was at that party, right. and Hannah. And Clay, if I remember correctly, and I, I haven't read this for many years, <clears throat> if uh, Clay uh, had was there a little bit before, and I think he was there after, mm-hmm. and he was the one that comforted her afterwards. I might be wrong. I don't remember much of the plot of this book. I'll be entirely honest. I remember, as opposed to how they do it in the show, Clay listens to all the tapes over the course of one night, which I much preferred. What? Uh, yeah. Doesn't he? He, like, walks around. I like, don't know anything night. about the show. No, 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 no. The book. The book. I don't think he does it all in one day. No, he does. Does he? Yeah, because he, like, describes, like, walking around town, like, while he's listening to these tapes. Oh, you're tapes. right. Maybe yeah. it is in one Whereas day. in the show, he, like, does it over the course of, like, a matter of days. Like, I only watched the first couple episodes. Uh-huh. I stopped because I was like, this is awful. I hate it. Um, Good. Good for you. Yeah. I was like, I had already read the book, so I was like, is this is chapter titles? Bad. I think we should bring back chapter titles in books. You know, I agree. <laughs> it makes I it easier to figure things out. I title all of my chapters. But it's just... 13 Reasons Why is, someone's probably written an essay about it, you know, like, I mean, I've seen multiple academic essays written about, like, Twilight, so I'm sure people have written about 13 Reasons Why, but honestly, as they should, because the impact it's had, kind of crazy. Yeah, and I mean, the book also goes into bullying a lot, too. There's one specific scene I remember where in one of her classrooms she has, you know, the teacher has these little paper bags with everyone's name on it. And, you know, when you come in, you're supposed to write a compliment um, about that Imagine doing that in high school, bro. That'd be so nice. And then putting it in, (laughs) in the paper bag. And she was having a really bad day. And I think this... I might be wrong, but I think this was the the day she committed suicide or the day before. I don't know. But it was one of the reasons why she did. And she went to look into her bag because she was having a really, really bad day. And she had just cut her hair. And, you know, she, like... I do... I think one of my gripes with 13 Reasons Why is that... The book or the show? Both. Okay. Um, is that she blames other people. I just... Mm-hmm. I feel like it's... So it's a it's a heavy topic, but like I mean, I just I feel like there's like an anger there, definitely, obviously. But I think her making these tapes to be listened to by it's a form of revenge. It is, and that I know that like I don't think the author necessarily is like condoning that action, but I do think that like. It's problematic. It can be definitely problematic, especially depending on, like, who reads it, who watches it. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, as you said, like, copycat type of situations. So there is, you know, especially when it becomes a widespread phenomenon. Then I ask you, and I I ask you, you know, when it comes to our own trauma, is it not easier to blame someone else. Or oh, to blame it totally is. The perpetrator. It totally is, especially with her kind of like situations that she went through. But I just, I, I can understand. Yeah, I can definitely understand that. Um, I just, I, I do think and that I don't like, disagree with it. Yeah, no, I just, it's a little. Uh, yeah, it's a little more of those like. Uh, yeah. But you know, like at the end of the day, it is, it is a book. Yeah. It's true. Um, whereas, and I think I think that's a really big distinction between the book and the movie is that Thirteen Reasons Why the book is a book versus the show. It's really not that hard to watch a show and think it's how do I word this? A book is a book, and you have it in paper, and it's in your hands, mm-hmm. right? But a show is visual. Which can trick your brain a bit more. Which can trick your brain a bit more. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I think that is a very big distinction. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, we have a lot to say about 13 Reasons yes, Why. Yes, obviously. Um, but we will be moving on now. We're going to talk about one last of of uh, <laughs> of Emma's books. I'll, I can do a very quick run through of Hit me, all of them, Because I do want to read that poem. Ooh, okay. Quick one run through of... 
the other four books that I brought. Um, Lolita. I bring it up a lot. I know. Um, I've never read it. Isn't it like child prostitution? No. Oh, never mind. Um, it's about um, the main character is a child predator. But the reason I brought it. Oh. Uh, I know. Um, Lolita. Okay. Lolita is basically his victim in the book. Gotcha. Um, the reason I brought it is because Lolita, the character, her name's Dolores. Um, Lolita is what the main character calls her. And that's like no one else calls her that, which I think is always an interesting distinction to make. But anyway, um, obviously she faces a lot of trauma being like a victim of the main character who is her stepdad. Um, so she goes through a lot throughout the book and you can see it um, with her character, even though it's not written in her perspective at all. So mm-hmm. totally worth reading, in my opinion, if you can handle that sort of thing. Um, the movies. Not so much. Uh, <laughs> not so much. Um, Listen, we're writers. We're always going to think the book is better than the movie. Well, yeah, but the portrayal that they sort of had for the movie was uh, Noted. Um, romanticized a little bit. A little mm. bit. Um, so next book here, we have Speak by Laurie Anderson. And I read this in a day, so that means I don't remember it very well. However, <laughs> um, uh, there's also a graphic novel adaption of this, but it is essentially about a... Um, I think she was a rape victim. Mm-hmm. So she's in high school. She was a victim of rape. And then she sort of, like, goes mute. And it is her, like, dealing with that trauma, which I don't remember the plot very well, but I remember I really liked it. So I thought I would bring it bring it up, you know? Because, I mean, it came out pretty recently, I think in the last, mm-hmm. like, five years or so. So pretty cool. Um, now I have The Virgin Suicides by Jeffrey Eugenides, which I might be pronouncing his name wrong, but he is also the author of one of my favorite books called Middlesex, so um, shout out to this guy for writing that. Um, This is actually the first book I read by him here, The Virgin Suicides. Mm -hmm. Originally I read it because I thought the title was interesting, um, and I was like, what? But um, basically, the plot of this book is all of these sisters who, over the course of like a year or so, they all commit suicide. And it's actually... They're written, all virgins. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. Um, noted. Noted. Um, but it's actually told from the perspective of boys that live in their neighborhood because they, like, watch this happen. So it's interesting. I think this writer... I've only read two of his books, but I feel like he's got a very interesting um, point of view when it comes to like how he writes like perspective in his books so Mm -hmm. that's always fun always interesting uh totally worth reading uh there is a movie too which it's okay the book's better um visually it's very pretty the sisters are all really pretty good cinematography then yeah good aesthetic it's nice it came out also pretty recently i think in like the early 2010s or so and then this book is history is all you left me by adam silvera which this guy, I've it's read. It's a pretty cover. It is very pretty. Um, but he is, I believe, he is, I think he's Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm pretty sure he's Hispanic. I could be wrong, but yeah, I'm not sure. It doesn't say anything on the back. But anyway, um, so I've read two other books by him. There's... Um, They both die at the end, and more happy than not. And all of his books sort of deal with, like, mental health and mental illness. Um, This book in particular was the hardest of his to go through for me um, because the plot of this is basically this guy. I don't remember the main character's name. I read this a while ago. But um, his boyfriend died, and he is essentially dealing with that grief. And it's, like, talking about, like, their relationship, like, in the past and how he's dealing with the grief in the present. And it's really difficult to read. Yeah. And as a little fun segment here, I have a couple of other books that I'd like to bring up because I feel like we can can go a little over time. Um, You know, we've got Girl Interrupted, which is also a movie with... Uh, I believe Winona Ryder and um, I've heard of it Angelina Jolie but it takes place in like a women's mental institution and it's really interesting because the main character played by Winona Ryder um, 
she had attempted suicide, pretty sure, if I remember correctly. And it's like her sort of getting along with other patients. It's really interesting. Um, It's a really good movie, too. Um, Totally worth watching slash reading. Um, Then, of course, uh, you've got uh, The Goldfinch by Donna Tartt, which does have a movie. Do I recommend it? Mm, No. Um, (laughs) You can watch it. Uh, Finn Wolfhard is in it. (laughs) If I don't know. Finn Wolfhard's in it. Then, like, Ansel Elgort, but, like, he got uh, canceled, so. Um, (laughs) uh, But... You know, the movie's long, and it's not nearly as good as the book. The book is, like, 800 pages, though, so I, I get if you decide to watch the movie instead. But basically, uh, that is dealing with trauma of losing a parent because the main character, his mom, dies in a really traumatic accident at the beginning. So he sort of has to deal with that, and he sort of becomes a drug addict later on. You know. Yikes. Okay. So I have here to to end our, our little discussion. I have here. Uh, well, first, I'd like to also... Handmaid's Tale, I think it talks a lot about... It's a very good book if you want to talk about trauma and... Sexual trauma. Sexual definitely. trauma, um, social injustice, women's rights, all of that kind of smashed together. And I know I've brought it up before, but I really like that book. Don't like the show. But I really like the book. Haven't seen the show, so the show I can was only just a talk confusing for, for the me book. to watch. Uh, anyway, but I have this poem here by Marge Piercy, um, and it is about rape. And the editor's note says, Marge Piercy was in Missoula, Montana recently to read some of her poetry. Extremely moved by the Missoula women's accounts of the lack of official response to assault on women. And after a sleepless night, she wrote the following poem. Um, So I shall read it. It's the Missoula Rape Poem by Marge Piercy. And it goes, there is no difference between being raped and being pushed down a flight of cement steps, except that the wounds also bleed inside. There is no difference between being raped and being run over by a truck, except that afterwards men ask if you enjoyed it. There is no difference between being raped and losing a hand in a mowing machine, except the doctors won't want to get involved. The police wear a knowing smirk, and in small towns you become a veteran whore. There is no difference between being raped and going headfirst through a windshield, except that afterwards you are afraid not of cars, but half the human race. The rapist is your boyfriend's brother. He sits beside you in the movies eating popcorn. Rape fattens on the fantasies of normal male, like a maggot in garbage. Fear of rape is a cold wind blowing all the time on a woman's hunched back. Never to stroll alone on a sand road through pine weeds. Never to climb a trail across a bald spot on the mountain. Without that aluminum in the mouth when I see a man climbing towards me. Never to open the door to a knock without that razor just grazing the throat. The fear of the dark side of hedges, the back of seat of a car, the empty house rattling keys like a snake's warning. The fear of the smiling man in whose pocket is a knife waiting to glide its shark length between my ribs. The fear of the serious man in whose fist is locked hatred. All it takes to cast a rapist is to be able to be Oh, my apologies. All it takes to cast a rapist is to be able to be able to see your body as jackhammer, as blowtorch, as adding machine gun. All it takes is hating that body, your own, yourself, your muscle that softens to flab. All it takes is to push what you hate, what you fear into the soft alien flesh, to bucket out invincible as a tank armored with the treads without senses, to possess and punish in one act, to rip up pleasure, to murder those who dare live in the leafy flesh open to love. So I think this is a very good poem. It is, definitely. Yeah. I hadn't read the whole thing um, before we started recording, so I that's really well written. Like, yes. Um, I mean, we read like, this for one of my classes. We read this for my women's modern and contemporary poetry, poetry by women um, by Bernheim. Highly suggest it. It's a good class. Um, and we spoke a lot about it, and it was it's really out there. Um, and in a good way, because, you know, most times, <clears throat> especially uh, especially when this was, was written and it was published in 1974. Oh, dang. A while ago. Okay. Um, and it's a little telling and a little sad how relatable it is still. Definitely. Um, yeah. 
And so I think it's I think it's a really good poem, and it's important to talk about. Oh, and I would like to note um, yes. that April is uh, Sexual Assault Awareness Month, Ooh. so I believe teal is the color of awareness. Jeans as well, from what I've been told, um, and it has something to do about there was a court case a long, long time ago in which um, the woman was wearing skinny jeans, and that was the invitation, of course, oh, that of she course. was asking for it. Right. <clears throat> I might be wrong on this. But, um, uh, but so yes. just, you know, fun little tidbit. <laughs> yeah, so um, I think that's all we have for today's show. We're ending pretty pretty on time. And um, you thank know? you for listening. I hope these topics weren't... Too, too heavy. Too heavy. Uh, I hope you had a good time. Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but again, I'm in. We leave. will probably be lighter next time, depending yeah. on what we decide Why to, not? to like, write about. Uh, I think heavy topics are good to talk about. Oh, for sure. For sure. Okay, so I'm Emma. And I'm Mylena. And this, this has been Writer's Room. Room. Bye. Bye. Listen. <laughs> If we do do another episode on this, I have a really good quote um, from the book Sharp Objects, which is about parental trauma, but it's um, a child weaned on poison considers harm a comfort. Ooh, interesting. I know, Gillian Flynn is such a good writer.